I think we are recording. All right. So let's get in the mood. Let's um get some mood light going here. Let's what are we? Oof. Oh I think I'm feeling that. Thank you for joining the Smooth Talk of TBH with Nicole. During this night, we are going to... <laughs> Just kidding! Um, what is up, y'all? How are you doing? How is your life? How is your mental health? How is your sex going, either alone or with someone else? Like, get it how you need it or how you can get it right now because quarantining has been a fucking drought. Oh, a drought. So, yes. I don't know <laughs> if y'all can agree, but people are just on extra thirst drive. And I don't know if it's because my standards have been slightly elevated. One can only hope. But trash no longer appeals to me. I've started recycling. Not the trash. Well, the, the actual trash, but not the men trash, because that can just stay alone. Um, anyways, getting back on topic. <laughs> Dating is crazy. Life is crazy. People are crazy. You have a little bit of crazy in you. I have crazy in me. <laughs> Sometimes I like to have other people's crazy inside me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and that's basically what this is going to be about. That is my, my goal, to share some of my experiences with you um, day to day, talk about health, however that looks for you, mental, emotional, sexual, and if there's something that's relatable to someone, to everyone, 1%, your cat, your dog, <laughs> your animal of choice, um, then I'll be happy with that. There's no ulterior motives here other than just to share and express and to have a safe space to talk about and look in depth about some topics that I feel aren't really addressed a lot or at least addressed in a multifaceted platform of conversation. We're not just going to talk about uh, <laughs> getting dick and eating out pussy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's more to it than that. Um, emotional health is very important. Mental health is very important. Physical health is important. And that all of those different things don't look the same for everyone. They don't. So, and that's another thing that should be emphasized is there's no one right way to be. Everyone's goals and aspirations are going to look different depending on who you are, who raised you, <laughs> who didn't raise you. <laughs> Just kidding, but really. <laughs> Subscribe to the podcast and we'll get into that more later. <laughs> The relationships that you have impacted from when you grew up as a child and the things that were 
drilled into you. And then as you grow up and you start having relationships and other things that are drilled into you <laughs> or things that, you know, who you've drilled into, you get the point. Like those play a huge role in your mental and mental well-being and how you respond to other people day in and day out while still trying to run this crazy rat race of paying bills, making goals, traveling. And then if you do have people that you feel responsible to project a positive persona to, that's also stressful as fuck. You know, corporate lawyer Mike might be a fucking freak who likes to be tied down in a dungeon and get whipped by his slave master. I don't know, sugar cake Charlie, <laughs> whatever the case may be, no judgment. So it's just very stressful. And then what about your soul? What about what, you know, your true desires are? What really makes you happy in the day? Um, so those are just some of the topics that I will be discussing and covering in a very non-formal format, as you can see. Shout out to Abby <laughs> for being my inspiration, my muse, a low-key but high-key, um, such a positive force that she doesn't recognize. And a lot of people don't recognize their power and their ability and how one smile, one look, one hello, one compliment can really make a difference in someone's day and even their life. Like one inspiring conversation can do that. So peace, love, all that stuff <laughs> to go along with my little introduction is just very impactful. And that's something that I'm just now realizing you have the power of affecting change and not only yourself, but others. How you respond and how you act and how you're navigating, you don't know who is secretly watching you. And now I'm not talking about stalker status. Again, that's another podcast episode. Yes, subscribe. <laughs> um, but just a multitude of things that we are influenced by on a daily basis and a lot of people's motivation and drive isn't what's inside here. And I'm not talking about silicone titties. I'm not talking about that. Those are important. They look nice, but more so your heart, your soul. And I think that's a lot of times things that gets paid attention to last, which is really unfortunate. You have to take care of yourself and your desires, you know, if the thing that gets you off the most, not like off, <laughs> oh, 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 you got into my eye, just kidding, uh, <laughs> but you know, what gets you really happy and where can you find those moments throughout the day? Maybe that's turning your cell phone notifications off or having one of them turned off, like Facebook or Snapchat or Tinder, Grinder, you name it, turn it off and then turn it back on when you're ready to be turned on. <laughs> um, all of those things. Are they going to matter five years from now? 
probably not. But if you take a moment to, I'm a nature freak, big old freak, <laughs> big bitty freak. Anyways, <laughs> um, I digress. Oh, that's another podcast story. Subscribe. <laughs> um, anyways, that is something like for me, I can go outside when it's not blistering hot. I don't know if you can see the sunburn. Let me let me get you to the <laughs> private show. Yes, the lighting is not conducive to show off what I have to show you. So let's up the light factor so you can see. See, see, see. Do you love me? Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so when it's not scorching hot, and when I'm not having my chest burned off. Anyways, it's just, it's just all over. I'll post it on Instagram soon. Follow me. Speaking of Instagram, follow me on social media. I have Instagram, TBH with Nicole, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, all those good things. Um, so you can really get appreciation for how burnt I can fucking get. Yes, I'm part Irish. Thank you for for low-key wanting to know. <laughs> so for me, I love nature. When I go outside, you know, just catching the light between the leaves, if it be the moonlight or the sunlight, like those little moments, like they make my soul happy and they make me, make me happy. But just little things like that are taken for granted. That's your, your soul food. And I'm not talking about like <laughs> the bomb ass food that, you know, my family in Louisiana are cooking, like crawfish etouffee, crawfish boil, gumbo, um, you know, the homemade cornbread with milk. Have y'all ever done that? Like side note, where you take a thing of cornbread, homemade, and you heat it up if it's not already fresh, and you add some milk, cold ice milk on it. It is the best breakfast ever. Like your mouth is going to be having an orgasm. So if you like orgasms, raise your hands. Do it. So any of those things, all those things, any of those things, take advantage of it. You know, maybe it doesn't mean, let me finish up this budget report. Maybe it means, let me play some fucking video games. Let me nerd out. Let me geek out. Let me get it on. Let me play with my robot girlfriends. You know, I bought this really fucking expensive float floatable. I don't know what they're called. Sorry. Not trying to offend anyone. But, you know, maybe you need to get down with the rubber. You know? Pleasure and happiness looks different for everyone. And that's okay. That's very okay. To give you a little background of who I am, I am currently at the ripe, juicy age <laughs> of 28. Um, born in Atlanta, Georgia. Actually, not even Atlanta. It was Decatur. My mother used to say we were from Atlanta to make it seem a little bougie. But no, Decatur is where I'm from. <laughs> but low-key, I also be telling people that I'm from Atlanta, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> not that I'm from there, but I was born there. And then I grew up in Orlando, Kissimmee area, 
rest of my high school career, moved to Louisiana for a little bit, went to four different high schools. So I'm the only child raised by a single mother. I had helicopter mommy all over me all day, all day to maintain my purity. <laughs> um, and it, it, it kind of worked. It's for another episode. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just moved around a lot. And that positive outlook to that is it enabled me to be exposed to a lot of different demographics, a lot of different people, a lot of different outlooks, racism, especially in Louisiana and depending on what parts, um, of Orlando that there too. It's everywhere people aren't as confident to say it in some places others that they are there are they're proud to say you know insulting derogatory phrase this or that and really berate people that they think are lesser and it all stems from insecurity and inferiority complex the same way bitches are a fucking mean ass cunts to beautiful, gorgeous women. Look at how some of the people like bash Ashley Graham. Like she is gorgeous. That body, those curves, her personality, like 10 on 10 on 10 on 10 on 10. Girl, please let me help you. <laughs> um, you know? And they say nasty comments, they say mean comments to hope that that will create a sense of unity with other people that have that same negative mentality. And it's sad. It's very un unfortunate that that's the mindset a lot of people have. But you don't have to have it. But I'm not here to change your mind. Hopefully maybe influence it in a positive way. <laughs> but definitely not change it. Um, speaking on racism, Black Lives Matter, it's a movement I'm very supportive of, and this is not me trying to be like, oh, let me get some followers by band. No, it's not about that, but it is a segue into what I'm going to talk about during this episode, first podcast. Woo! <laughs> very excited. Um, growing up in Orlando, there was a lot of culture, different cultures that I was exposed to. A lot of different skin colors and skin tones and ethnicities and accents. And I loved it. And the food was bomb as fuck. <laughs> None of those like big ass like Oh, this is a Jamaican patty. Nah, bitch, like those are frozen. I can get them at Walmart and they taste the same. Like, give me some cocoa bread. Like, what are we talking about? Anyways. And I think I know definitely growing up in that type of atmosphere where things were more open and accepted, really in a way protected me from some of the ugliness that is in the world and the biasness, the racism, 
growing up in that that demographic from the time that I was three until I went to, to college, which was in state um, at UF. You know, those those that time period was very impactful and I, I do appreciate that and how it enabled me to grow. As far as seeing color, recognizing color, appreciating the color of other people, but also at the same time, noticing the struggles and their juxtaposition to one another and the different demographics of neighborhoods. So it's, it was always seen. And in that, <laughs> some of the areas that I grew up, you know, majority of people that were there were black. And I was the only, you know, little white girl or some neighborhoods, you know, was full of Hispanics and I was the only white girl there. You know, I got accustomed to be calling mommy, you know, <laughs> um, which I did not mind at all. And then of course, you know, there was always white people around and it's really, really, really sad having that compared, the Orlando, Central Florida demographic, having that compared to Louisiana, which is where I spent um, one of my semesters when I was in high school in Louisiana. And I'm not just talking about like New Orleans, Louisiana, like, okay, let's flash some titties, get them beats. I need a new little collection to go around. <laughs> my um back view mirror in my car let me show off to what these could bring me none of that I'm talking about po down tinky rinky dinky there is no red light but we got 10,000 churches everyone knows everyone everyone knows everyone's business and if you don't know everyone's business someone's going to tell you about it that that type of area which is where my grandparents are from on my mother's side and going to that school was a completely culture shock. Here I am surrounded by all white people. What? <laughs> you know, and the one or two black people that were there were, of course, pushed into sports, pushed into this. I have a theory on that later, not point at this, not the point of the story. And it was a culture shock. And people there are racist and not that they're more racist than other people but they were more comfortable expressing it expressing their displeasure for same-sex couples or interracial couples you know my grandfather had always told me oh you're an end lover you're a this you're a that um and there's a lot of other stories to go into that but this is all leading up to me saying what the topic of this first episode will be other than a get to know me low key. Can't expose all of that just yet. All of the details got to reel you in to make you hopefully want to hear or see more. Um, this is about why I date black guys. <laughs> um, before I get into the specifications, the qualifications, the justifications, I will say that I have, my first real crush was on a boy. 
my first relationship and some other crushes were on females. Um, my first long-term relationship was with a female for almost four years. She was white. That's who I lost my virginity to. And I'm not talking about virginity as in, like, come here, bit. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, like, with a strap on, with a, a rubber penis. And I don't regret it. It, ha it was a moment. So we can get into that, into another episode if y'all want the juicy, 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 wet details. <laughs> but from there and talking to other people and other people, I mean like females, males, Black, Hispanics, trans, you name it, I realized that what's on the outside doesn't really matter as far as your appearance. Now, if we're talking about a big Johnson size, those eggplant emojis, that's a different story. Kind of. Again, we'll talk about that later, not the point of this. And, you know, I found that there was majority of guys that I were attracted to were black. And it had nothing to do with their skin tone. It had nothing to do with what I've seen some people talk about, about like, oh, you just like that, that hood mentality. Oh, you want to be with that gangster. It has nothing to do with that. It's all about fucking personality. Okay, let me, let me restate it. It's all about fucking personality, not fucking and personality. Although fucking is important and enjoyable. <laughs> if it's not enjoyable, find someone else to do it right. <laughs> but don't, don't cheat, don't cheat, don't cheat. I'm not an advocate for cheating. And compared to men of other ethnicities, Black men have, so far in my experience, a bomb-ass fucking personality. Like, they make you laugh. They joke with you, you know? And it's not so much of some of the pr pressures that, that are, are found or that I personally feel subjected to with other, other, other ethnicities, other races like with white guys, not right now, because now it's, it's cool to be thick and curvy and bubble booty out, you know, curves, rolls, you know, jiggle, jiggle, jiggle all over me, smother me with your jello-ness. Yes, it's not about that. Or it was about that for them. You know, they didn't, they weren't proud of that. They were, white, white men didn't really want to be affiliated with someone who wasn't the model type. Now it's, you know, trending. So let's let's get down with the thickness. <laughs> Everyone's going out to her yard with the milkshakes. <laughs> My milkshake brings all the guys to the yard. Ew, that one. So, and it feels really amazing to be around someone that can make you laugh, that can make you smile, make you feel confident and your body, who you are. And yeah, sure, there might be a flaw that you see as a flaw, and they might even see it as a flaw too, who knows? But very rarely, I won't say all the time, because I've had an experience with a Black man that was der derogatory about my size, and 
not the biggest, not the smallest. Um, but for the most part, very welcoming and makes like made me feel so fucking sexy about everything, about everything on my body, feel desired, and not just that, but attentive to every inch and curve. Everything. And passionate. Le passion. <laughs> and when you find that dynamic, you want to hold on to it. You know, unfortunately, that has led to some not so amazing experiences uh, with, you know, physical abuse and manipulation. But that's with everywhere. That's in every relationship those could be present. Um, they were with my first relationship with my girlfriend that I was with, my partner, I would say, because we had a lot going on, almost to the extent of a married couple. And there was a lot of manipulation and lies there too. So like I said, negatives and positives are not gender, are not racial, are not any of the things that people try to project on a specific type of race. They're not exclusive to that race. They're just not. <laughs> That's like saying all white men have, you know, micro penises. That's not true. Please do your research. Go up onto you, you porn. I almost said YouTube. I'm sure it's probably on YouTube too. Pornhub, what is it, the triple X video files, <laughs> whatever your whatever your porn avenue is. I personally like Pornhub. That's just me. We have a nice little collection going there. <laughs> you know, and look up BWC, which stands for big white cock. Cock. What an awkward word. <laughs> Reminds me of Trump saying thick, thick, cock. And there's a lot of white men that are packing. Like, I'm trying to fuck you so hard, I'm going to fuck up your cervix. You're not going to have to worry about birth control because I'm destroying it. <laughs> destroying your vagina. Vagina. Um. And the same with black men. There's been black man, a, a black man. There was this black man. There was this, well, I mean, that's basically what I'm going to say. There was this black man <laughs> that, you know, I, pleasure, unpleasure, unfortunate event. I will say I was enlightened by this person because they revealed their, their trophy, their selves, their prized possession, their little man their other brain to me and it was not impressive at all i was trying not to laugh i might have snorted and then i escaped i escaped the situation because i was like no sure no thank you not for me so sex isn't what it's all about but sex is definitely a factor for me i'm a sexual person so sex matters and, you know, there's been other black men that I've had sex with that weren't the biggest. But let me tell you, for all men out there and females with your strap-ons, do not, do not, I beg you, do not put down what a good average 
whatever size penis can do with a little extra finger combo, finger combo, like stick the dick in there, get a little fingers in there. Yes, it can do wonders. <laughs> so aside from that, and also let me add to the sex part, because like I said, sex is very important to me. So don't judge me and how much I like to talk about sex. <laughs> you know, they're like freak flag fly. Not everyone, but the ones I've engaged with, and it's not that many. No. <laughs> Um, a side note, I didn't start having sex until I was like 22 or 23 and it was with a female. So you do the math, calculate numbers. And that was like a four-year relationship. Again, another story. We can talk about my, my, <laughs> my sex roster later. <laughs> so just freaky. I'm like, you want to eat my what? You eat my booty hole? Oh, I mean, I heard about that song talking about <laughs> oh that grocery song. That's what you want to do. Oh, I guess. Mm, oh, and <laughs> uh, for all y'all that are just listening and not seeing the YouTube version of what's going on right here, which will be on YouTube, TBH with Nicole, <laughs> subtle plug. Um, you know, you kind of lean. This is my first real aggressive booty hole eating experience put on me you know you kind of you're like oh i don't know do i like oh, do i like it i don't and then like if you the guy has you on all fours like your back arches like those was a golden gate bridges where the bridges are open that's how your back is going down lower lower so you're in that demon pose that you see all over in a memes <laughs> If you need me to reference it, let me know because I got you. And that while you're having, you know, everything else stimulated is amazing to each their own. But for me, is amazing. You know, good head game, get it all over the beard, come back up, let me smell me on you, lick it off your face. <laughs> Please. Um, I don't know, just more, more open, more open to experience, more passionate. And it never seems like it's the same thing all the time. Again, I've had multiple different experiences, but as a summary, not multiple, but steady few. Um, it's never, okay, Barbara, let me lay you down on the bed. Oh, oh, Steve, are you sure it's not even Wednesday? <laughs> It's not that, you know, it's very passionate. It's very, and it's everything. Sex is, is really good, um, but it takes two to make it good. So I don't want to see any lady starfishes out there. Plop, no, ma'am, you got to put your work in it too. Use that double hand technique if you don't know the deep throating skills, which by the way, only occurs for me, depending on sizes. When all the stars align, <laughs> another story for another time. And something I've heard multiple black men say, or maybe black boys, I don't, well, not boys over the age of 18, but I mean, like mentality wise, where they are at in their process of growth. 
you know, say that a lot of black women are losing black men to white women because of their attitudes. Obviously, I'm not in the room where these like attitudes are being displayed, so I don't know what's going down. But personally, I think that it's <laughs> other races, maybe let me just not put white women in this bucket of what I'm, I'm getting ready to say. A lot of other races, I feel, especially white women, I was gonna say it, I said it, they don't hold men to a very high standard. Like, oh babe, like, you mean you, it's been six months and you still don't have a job? Oh, you, you want me, you want, you wanna, you wanna use my car? Oh, you, you want me to pay all the bill? You need, you wanna buy those new Jordan? Oh yeah, babe, I got you, I got you. Cause they let the dick ride there. <laughs> Ride them figuratively and actually, figuratively and actually, let me correct myself, without holding themselves up to such a high esteem, because their mothers didn't teach them that know your worth, have someone that puts the time into you and treats you like a queen, a princess, a furry, whatever you're into, whatever your game is of play, be treated that way. And if you're not being treated that way, bebop down the corner, around the street, and you can find someone new. And I think that's something that I really appreciate about Black queens is that the majority of them, they're not going to put up with your shit. And as soon as they see something that they don't like, they're going to call you out on it. It's not attitude. They might be saying it with attitude, but it's not like they're trying to, or I, I think, I can't say for anyone, it's not that black women are less than white women it's that white women accept more abuse blink 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 facts at least in the realm of my world not for me personally but other people other observations what guys tell me Oh yeah, black women, you know, they, they always have attitude or they're not going to hold you down when you have rough times because they fucking respect themselves. They're not going to, you know, sit here and tolerate the, the bullshittery that goes on that white females accept as, okay, and then go run to their bitches and complain about how, you know, whatever insert guy name here is treating them poorly so black women love you for that love you for being powerful and strong and having high standards thank you and i don't know it's a crazy concept <laughs> and you know and then it's just all a game. A lot of people just take it as a fucking game. But personally, to summarize, the reason why I like to date black men, for me, I am what I would, if I had to label myself as a sexual orientation, I would say I'm pansexual, which means I do not see gender. I recognize gender. I recognize skin tone. I recognize your demographic. Like how much money do you make? Not because I want your money, but because I have my money, 
I have a level of living that I would like to go be at. And if I want to go on a trip, like I want you to come with me. I don't want to have to leave it. You leave you at home. And if your finances are in the same realm as mine, how are you going to do that? I'm not sugar mama status. <laughs> so all those things are factors. But for me, being pansexual doesn't, you know, I'm opening, I'm open to love. And y'all, I'm single, holler, okay. <laughs> I'm open to love, however it comes, you know, but it's very important to be compatible mentally, emotional, emotionally, um, goal orientated, like all those things must align in order for me to want to affiliate with you. Sure, if I'm trying to make a dick appointment, like all that matters is dick size, personality, you gotta be clean, you know, and some other other variables. <laughs> and as far as looking for a partner, all the stars must align. And what I find is something that I need and someone I want to be committed to. And that's just me. And a lot of times in my history, those things I found with Black men. And I appreciate them. I appreciate their charisma, their, whether or not it's player game or not, like, I appreciate it. I appreciate them. And I enjoy when they're in my life. And the extra flavor, the jokes, you know, the banter, the playfulness, sexual compatibility, like all those things have aligned personally with me, with Black men. Someone had posted on a different podcast saying, touching on the topic that a lot of females now that the Black Lives Movement is going on are bandwagoning on dating Black men. I only date Black guys, ew. Or whatever the case may be. However, that person mocked those individuals. Which I'm not saying it's not true, but it's not everyone. There's, there's reasons behind it. And everyone's reason might be different, but that's personally for me. You're getting to know me. Um, <laughs> hopefully you're not too scared or too bored. <laughs> Sniffles. <laughs> and that's why I date Black men. and like having sex with them and spending time with them. And... Why I enjoy all of those aspects. And later on, we can get into specific stories and encounters. <laughs> but for now, that is it. I'm wrapping up. Just wanted to thank you for taking this time with me. <laughs> and, you know, moving forward, I definitely want to cover a lot of different topics. Love, dating, um, mental health, emotional health, physical well-being, and what does trauma look like? What does abuse look like? What does it look like to have someone in your family die of cancer and you having a cancer experience yourself and getting raped and molested at a young age? All of those different things and still being able to do everything that you can to not lose yourself and your soul and still feeding your soul with those good moments, again, for me, looking upside, outside, upside, <laughs> on the upside of things, uh, ew, on the, <laughs> the upside, outside, and feeling that wind against my cheek and the, the light 
lightly going and drifting through the leaves onto my face. Those little moments. That's the soul food for the soul. Can help you maintain yourself and help you stay strong and empowered. At least that's what it's done for me. And then always keep growing and loving and doing you. That's all you have to worry about is you do you, you love you, you build you in whatever way that you can to be the best version that you can be and to obtain your goals and to stay empowered. And if you're someone like me that likes to help others, help other people share your story and keep it going. Keep living, loving, moving. So I'm going to sign out. Thank you again. Inbox me some topics you would like to hear. If that's something that you feel a vibe for doing, let me know. And again, follow me. I have Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, <laughs> TBH with Nicole. Because to be honest, I'm always fucking honest whether or not you want me to be or not. <laughs> I enjoyed this. It wasn't nearly as scary as I thought it was. And I look forward to next time. Thinking about putting out the um, podcast every Wednesday. We'll see how that goes. See if I can keep up with it. And love you. Thank you. Until next time, my remote lovers of the world. <laughs> Who's cringing? Stop cringing. <laughs>